Welcome to Sound Off WKNC's Daytime Music Podcast, where we discuss some of the latest news and uh, review some of the, I guess, hottest new titles in the independent music world. I am DJ Ones, as always, and with me, my new co-host, Second Week. Woo! Yeah, Second Week. I am Shorty Shorts, DJ Shorty Shorts. Very well. And uh, today, well, we have we have quite the lineup today. We're going to a little recap from uh, our Grammy predictions. You know what I should do? I'm going to pull up some of the sound clips of just how right I was just so I can feel so great about myself. Okay, and uh, you could also pull me up. You know, because... I'll pull up your Esperanza Spalding. You called that. Yeah, we have, uh, I'm pretty excited. We have some fun things to talk about. Sure, sure. And uh, we're also going to be reviewing the debut album from James Blake, which uh, just, just released this week, or I believe last week, but very soon. And it's coming out very soon if it hasn't already. But uh, let's get right into news. How about that? Let's do it. So before we get into our whole spiel about the Grammys, let's talk about some news that sprung up the morning after the Grammys. And uh, this is, in particular, Radiohead kind of surprised all of us Monday morning, at least in the U.S., Monday morning, uh, when they announced the release of their upcoming album, The King of Limbs. And they actually surprised us once again the morning that we were recording this, which is uh, Friday the... 18th and released it a day early so they originally said they would release it the 19th moved it to the 18th um it's i don't really and one thing that they've really been able to do well is keep all the information about this upcoming album under huge amounts of secrecy nobody knew what the name of it would be nobody knew how many tracks it would be nobody knew how long it would be there was just some talk about some dysfunctional moments in the recording processes but outside of that not all that much was known, so when the news got released, it was, uh, okay, now what? We know when it's coming out, but we don't really know what's on it. But since more news has come out, it's eight tracks, and uh, there's a, a kind of a weird video of Tom York kind of squabbling around. I don't even know if that's the real word. but A weird video of Radiohead? What? Who would have thought? <laughs> well, yeah, it's cool that you can download it for free. Well, you can decide how much you want to pay that's yeah that was something they did with in rainbows that pay what you want model they're also doing that type of you know uh collector's item sell where they're they're having like two vinyls cds mp3s uh you know the artwork aren't they having like a couple hundred pieces of artwork included in the in the package now if anything the record company even though they've had fights with record companies they're making a way they're they're forming ways to make money off that because they know there are going to be a lot of people that are just gonna put the zero in there for their price and and get the eight tracks. So uh, I think that still, I the only reason they can get away with doing something like this is because they have such an installed, dedicated fan base. It makes it a lot easier. Definitely. And what was it two thousand seven? In Rainbows came out. I think so. Yeah. And so it's been about four years. So it's kind of a. It was pretty successful from original when it was originally distributed. Now, I'm sure they could have made a lot more money if they would have gone all just physical copies or all through an iTunes, but it's a risk that they are willing to take. I mean, it's not like they're in desperate needs of money. They're all, or a lot of the members have released solo albums. They have tons of side projects, but uh, what did you think? Have you heard the first track that was released this morning? You know, my, uh, my general opinion of, Radiohead is quite contradictory to many of my friends who I have the most similar musical taste with. I actually really have a limited experience with them. I 
you know, I just don't like them enough <laughs> to listen. Care. I don't want to burn. I don't want to listen to them enough to hate them. So I, I listen to them a little bit. So I just don't really have an opinion. All right. Well, my recommendation would be if, if you're going to listen to that album before you decide on purchasing it, uh, don't watch the music video unless you want to see lead singer Tom York just kind of flail around for five minutes. <laughs> he's a weird man, but he's he's talented at that. He can you know he can squall around in front of a camera for for five minutes as long as he puts out another Grammy award winning record. Oh, transition time! Yeah, crazy sound effects. Uh, let's talk about the Grammys. Uh, the fifty third Grammys were last Sunday. The date that I'm totally forgetting right now, uh, but alongside of that, there was a a wide variety. Of, well, maybe not a wide variety of upsets, but there was one that took the night. Yeah, definitely. And uh, Arcade Fire wins Album of the Year. Uh, this came as a surprise to lots and lots of people who had never heard of this band called Arcade Fire before. It's very, it's so fun. Have you seen the, uh, I think Tumblr pages that. Developed, I think, the night after they were. No, uh, no it's uh, called "Who Is Arcade Fire." Oh yeah, it's peop- It's uh, this guy takes screenshots of, of uh, tweets and Facebook statuses where people are like, "Who the hell is this suburbs band? <laughs> and why did they win an, a Grammy for their album Arcade Fire?" Oh, I've never my heard of them gosh. before. My favorite, uh, just personally, was, I've never heard of this band Arcade Fire before, so they must suck. Yeah, I just like uh, the logic. There. That's a definite. It's, just, it's you know. clean. It's clean logic. <laughs> it's sound. It's, what it's it is. sound. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's so fun that they won. I just can't. I couldn't have imagined that they would actually win. And I think uh, the lead singer said it all when he got up there and just said, "What the hell?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was that was a great reaction to a really stunning win. But one thing that I had foreshadowed in my my all-knowing brain. I want to bring back the clip. Can I, I'm going to insert that now. So have you ever seen Wayne's World? Yes. Yeah? You want to do the sound effect from Wayne's World? I don't remember it. Oh, no. It's... All right, I'll do it with you now. Okay, ready? Arcade Fire went album of the year, but then Black Keys take home alternative album of the year. That would, yeah. That's, that's one of my predictions slash... Hopes and dreams. Oh, we were so young then. Oh yeah, so young. But I was so right. Yeah, that was uh, that was magical. That was magical. Bravo, sir. Yeah, we're back in the present. Excuse What a crazy world we live in. Yeah, it's cool that we can do that. Maybe we should have done the sound effect again to bring us back to the present. You know what? No, I'll just fix it in post. I'll yeah. just copy that one. I'll fix it in post. It'll okay. all be good. Okay. But uh, uh, yeah, so Black Keys take home alternative album of the year for Very Brothers. Cool. Definitely. And it would have really seemed as if just this great injustice if Arcade Fire had gotten nominated for both and didn't win either. That, yeah, that Wouldn't that seem like that a huge snub? Sense. Yeah, no, it wouldn't have made any sense. But I think, uh, you know, we talked about that. We said if they didn't win, then they had to win alternative album. If they didn't if win, they win album, album of, of the, the year. year. So your proposition that came true somehow was uh magic was just how it had to be it's magic <laughs> um yeah i think i think the black keys deserved it definitely you know it was an interesting year for grammys there were a lot of we talked about this a little bit last week 
independent artist for best new artist. And that was also, or best new band artist, whatever. Right. Uh, and it wasn't too much of a stretch for Esperanza Spalding. I think she fit really well in having the critical acclaim. Well, yeah. But not being overly commercial like a Bieber. Yeah. Who went home without any. He went home with zilch. You know, I, as as hard as I was bashing the Grammys last week, I think they did really well. I think maybe a lot of the members, or how was the voting done in the Grammys? I think it's by a panel of yeah. of winners, previous winners and okay. elected officials from, I'm not completely sure. Well, yeah. Well, I think whoever whoever voted, whoever had input, had the same opinion as me of just, you know, let's get, let's give the award to the people that deserve it, that we really think deserve it, as opposed to, like we said, maybe popularity or record sales. You know, Colbert had, uh, he was talking about how he was going to cast his vote on his show, The Colbert Report. Oh, yeah. And uh, he had members of Vampire Weekend. He had Ezra from Vampire Weekend show up. And he also had uh, the Black Keys. So both members of the Black Keys show up and fight for it, which I liked a lot. But, I mean, not, you know, only fighting for it to a certain extent. And uh, Did they use their axes, as it were? Their guitars? Bad puns. That was bad. Yeah. But uh, regardless, you know, interesting Grammys, definitely. Yeah, it was fun. But regardless, you know, it kept things interesting. It also made a lot of sense to, I want to talk a little bit more about Arcade Fire. They played last. That would have been the biggest tease in the history of the Grammys for them to lose album, uh, or alternative album of the year and then come back and play the last, be like the last artist. So I made the, I made a comparison as like a headliner, even though, I mean, people just, can say no to that, but they were the last act to perform and then lose altogether. Like that's just, that would have been it would have, a huge injustice. It would have been like an American idol when after you lose, you have to sing. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I, will, uh, I have to be gracious in defeat now. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, I think the justice of it was that they did win. I, you know, I guess you can look at it the other way, justice. but you just don't have to now. No. And it's interesting that they played ready to start to end. At the end the of it. Maybe they were like, all right, we're going to play this song because we're going to have a good night. Yeah, You know, later that week, uh, the Brit Awards took place. I believe it was Wednesday night and Arcade Fire was there. And they said, yes, we're Arcade Fire. Uh, we're on the internet. You can Google us if you'd like. Maybe <laughs> in response to some of the uh, who is Arcade Fire hey. entries. Hey, it's all right. They won and they had a That's, wonderful hey, album. They so. have they have the, the uh, award, so. There's there's no yelling back, but you know Esperanza Spalding for best new artist. She joins great acts including Millie Vanilli. Ah, ah. I just like bringing that. Oh, oh but for every Millie Vanilli, there is a Beatles. Okay. So give and take. Yeah. But we'll see. And there's also Evanescence. She seems very uh, composed though, very well put together. Definitely. Uh, and it's it's always a fickle thing to you know try to foreshadow or see into the career of a young artist. It's really difficult, and so it takes some skills, and it doesn't always pan out, i.e. German pop bands in the 80s, right? Am I right? Uh, you know, they're still around. No, they're not. No, they're, they're, they're <laughs> not. Do they exist? Yeah, people still wear metallic shirts around, you know? And, and a, lot of, a lot of guys wear uh, lots of dark makeup 
stripes over their eyes, <laughs> right? No, no, they don't. Maybe. Maybe. If you go to the right place. Sure. I don't know about all that. But uh, I think that's just about it for news this week. Let's move on to our album. We're only doing one this week. Right. And it'll be the debut album from uh, the British. He's kind of an electronica artist in some cases. Kind of. Electronica but... and pop at the same time. It's James Blake with his debut album, uh, self-titled as well. Right. It's a good name. Put your name on everything that you can. Like, I like the idea. Like Wilco's Wilco. Wilco, With yeah. the song Wilco. Exactly. The Wilco song. Yeah. You know. It's good. It's just good marketing. So uh, let's get to it. James Blake. Uh, it's an 11-track album. Mr. Anglin, Sean Anglin. Well, I, I had, I don't know. I don't know what to say about my expectations about this album from what I'd heard. I wasn't the biggest James Blake fan, but but I was excited to uh, to listen to the whole album, uh, and and go from there. I have to say that my general opinion was disappointment and almost frustration. I think this music just doesn't quite reach out to me, <laughs> which I believe I will get some disagreement on, which is fine. No, hey, it's fine. But um. <laughs> But uh, I don't know. I feel like a lot of the bass was just like that fluttering wing sound that just uh, just wasn't for me. I I thought there was some... that sometimes it could be it uh it could reach out it could talk to my disconnected side because that's what my general opinion of the album was that it just seemed disconnected. The album cover is blurry, right? Yeah. And right. you can see it right there. Okay. Uh, there, pointing yes. to the screen. Right. Um, and he even talks about, he has two tracks called Lindisfarne, Lindisfarne one and two. And I've actually been to Lindisfarne, which I don't is, know what that is. What it's is a it? beautiful place in Scotland, I believe. I'm, I'm pr- pretty sure it's in Scotland. And what happens is it's one of those islands that with the high tide, it's an island. And with low tide, you can drive uh, to the mainland. So uh you can't explain that tide comes in tide goes out. So it's it's a you know it's a huge sense of disconnect. Um but I I feel like there were a few moments where I really thought I was about to enjoy it and then he would just go the way that I didn't want. I thought his the best example of that was his cover of Feist with his song uh Limit to Your Love. So Is that a cover? Yeah, it's a cover of Feist. Is it really like yeah. that's in there's a limit to your love. Yeah, more of that. All right. I don't know how much copyright trouble. Ooh. No, it's fine. That was you said one sentence. That's true. I didn't really have it's much kosher. To it's it kosher. It's kosher. No. <laughs> nobody well, yeah, nobody so... will reuse that for any <laughs> commercial value. Yeah. Uh well I that's that's my <laughs> opinion of it. Burn. <laughs> I think I did better than James Blake did. No, that's oh, not true. That's oh, not true. No. But but yeah, I just uh, didn't quite connect with the album. Uh, all right. Well, I'm the opposite of you in this case. I really enjoyed this for them a lot. Uh, it's risky. He takes a lot of risks. It's this weird collaboration of this kind of R&B-ish pop and somewhat dubstep electronica. Definitely dubstep. And I think that really shows in Limit to Your Love. You get that, that heavy womp in the background. Yeah, wom 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 wom, like what you were just doing there, but you didn't say it on the mic. You know, I don't need to. No. I already I talked about it as him the uh, the 
beating of like bug wings. Just that. Exactly. Yeah, that's a good. That's a good way to put it. Um, it's experimental in a sense. Uh, I I like that. I it's it's risky, and he took a risk, and it's it doesn't seem like a very traditional album in the sense that he clearly has these talents in one area of music. Or he's clearly his vocal talents for that matter, but he's using them towards something different, something really different for that matter. And so I came off appreciating songs like "Limit to Your Love." You know, uh, Bonnie Vare did that one track on his EP at the very end of his EP. I think it was the last track on his EP called "Woods," where it's just him auto-tuned the entire time, <laughs> and it's just beautiful layering that he does of his own vocals in this, and it's fantastic. I love it. And uh, a lot of these songs seem to remind me of that uh, Linsfarn uh, numero dos. Linsfarn 2 kind of took me back to my my joyous memories of that song. It was simple. Uh, it was kind of straight to the point. I think he does these really small things that really grabbed me. Uh, in particular, my favorite song in here is uh, the shortest, for that matter. Or actually, it's one of the shortest. It's just a couple seconds longer than the shortest track. It's Give Me My Month. Um, it's very simple. It's not like anything else on the album, and maybe that was a good thing because a lot of it is this kind of experimental electronic stuff that's subtle and kind of plays with his vocals in this kind of down-tempo mood. But Give Me My Month is just him on a piano singing, basically. And in one particular instance, at the very end of that track, he kind of ends the piano on a high note. So it's kind of these feelings of anxiety. You're like, shouldn't it fade out a bit more uh, low? Because that's how the song goes. But it's this like, ding. Oh, yeah, the stark contrast, as it were. Yeah, and so there's that feeling of anxiety that is portrayed, I think, beautifully in his vocals throughout that track. So I really found this enjoyable. Um, I didn't have any problems with listening to it. Um, well, yeah, I think that um, I'm glad I have it on my computer, but uh, it just wasn't the right time for me to listen to it, I don't think. Reviewing an album, I think, can be really touchy, you know? Sometimes you can connect well, and sometimes, no matter how good the album is, you just have to turn it off and wait for, for a more appropriate setting or uh, disposition. I th- I think uh, sometime it's going to come up on my shuffle or I'm just going to want to listen to it and it will be perfect. But as of now, my uh, my opinion is just, I- I'll say neutral. Yeah, I don't, I don't know how successful he'll be outside of a critical area, even though, I mean, as you can see, just with us, it's a bit mixed. Although it might be more favorable. It, I, that depends. That's all on aggregate later on. But uh, as a commercial appeal, it's kind of tough because he's kind of out there. It's yeah. similar to the the problems that I think an animal collective would have hmm. in reaching a broader audience is the fact that they're kind of they're very experimental and it works at least from what I mean many agree on but James Blake you know he's entering it with this new twist and uh whether people enjoy it overall is to be left to uh another time I guess it just takes time to figure that out yeah I think it actually is part of a <clears throat> a pretty big wave of of uh, musicians of artists bands just trying to find that uh new sound you know they 
they have that music within them, but if they keep it within, uh, you know, sounds and the vocals that have already been done, <clears throat> then it's just, you know, almost boring. So it's, I think, you know, he was searching for this difference, something to set him apart. And that's why this album has its uniqueness. Yeah. Very non-traditional in that sense. But uh, with that, I think we're going to wrap things up. Um, once again, you can always email us news stories that you think we should be talking about. Soundoff at WKNC.org. Or also on Twitter. I should start that up again. You said that last week. Yeah, I know, but I didn't. I'm terrible at this. <laughs> All right. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter or WKNC Soundoff. It's WKNC underscore Soundoff. I'll have to double check. Maybe it's all one word. Hmm. Well, unfortunately. It's in the show notes. It's in the show notes. It's always yeah. there. Unfortunate, unfortunately, there's a limit to sound off. I hate you so dun, much. Dun, dun, dun. I need a different host. <laughs> You're the worst. You like it. <laughs> I'm going to just take that and just listen to that. On my over walk across campus over. today. Yeah. It's going to be a lot of fun. I'll make a dubstep James Blake version of please, it. Please. Please. That would be great. Uh, also, WKNC, at this moment in time, we are in the top 10 for the MTVU Woody Award. Yay for us. Woo! Very exciting. Very exciting. Yeah, we're it's some st- stiff competition. Some previous winners are in the running once again, but you know we're going to rally the fan base, as it were. We have a pretty great online following. We're all over the Twitters and the Facebooks. Oh, yeah. Currently, you can vote at... A- WKNC.org slash vote. Yeah, that's right. And you can vote as often and as much as you want. So get up, out there. Up to March 1st? Up to March 1st, I believe, is the deadline. So vote early, vote often. Uh, we need your support. And let's give us your Woody. <laughs> give us our Woody, actually. Oh, it's already ours? I didn't know that. No, it ha- it's a, it needs to be ours. Oh, no. Right now, it is an abstract Woody, and it needs to be our Woody. Like a... Like a castle made of imaginary unicorns. You know that we have a shared philosophy class, and that professor is just wonderful. He's so he's fantastic. He's so fantastically quirky. Every time he says something in that <laughs> class, it's on Mr. Anglin's uh, Facebook, Facebook the yeah. next day. So what is it so far? Um, cockroaches need love too. No, it was termites. Termites need love too. Okay. Uh yeah, Here's castle farm, <laughs> castle made of uh imaginary, imaginary or no, just frozen, frozen unicorns. unicorns. Yeah, the discussion was that about them being imaginary, and there was one more I can't. Say, I remember. That's <laughs> it's it's out there, but it's a lot of fun. Um, and with that, I think it's just about time to wrap things up. I think once uh, again, those those uh, I think those allusions to uh, our philosophy class were about as abstract as James Blake's album. So I think that was a good. I don't know. That's kind of. I think it's a stretch. Conclusion. I think it's a stretch. <laughs> okay. You're stretching You're, it, Mr. Anglin. Okay. I'm sorry. I'm going back. <laughs> I'm going back to neutral. Stop it. Stop it. All right. And uh, well, let's let's see you next week. And for that time, we are sounding off. So bye. Adieu.